0: And gentlemen, I'm Elio, he's Ben. This is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how is it going, man?
1: Very, very good. And uh, we decided to do a um, much quicker on the uptake pay per view reaction show for Payback since we have, uh, you know, all, all out coming this weekend. So, uh, you know, we just wanted to get this one in. But luckily, both. Payback and Raw left us uh, plenty to discuss, so I'm actually I've been very excited about this sh- show today. You should be you should be proud of me because I I have energy despite the fact that I worked out this morning and took a, like a four hour and a half after the fact. So uh, you sh- you should be uh, you right. should be lucky that I'm that I'm all juiced up for tonight's show. So there you go. So
0: you are all in. Hey, I'm
1: all am all in to go uh, on Friday, baby. I meant, to do, I meant to do that, but you know, you know what? It's like I'm I'm wondering if if payback came with a price of progression, uh, because and I, I say that because a lot of what payback uh, had to. Had to offer wasn't all that bad. Um, you know, I would I would compare it to like a a roller coaster where you're getting increasingly excited and and you're you know you're going through the you're going through the roller coaster you're having a great time and then and then you get to the end where you splash down into into the water and it's like you got you got ice water going down your shorts and it's not so pleasant. Uh, that's my um, that was my uh, impression of payback, especially in in the main event. So, you know, I I can't wait to uh, bring up a few points with that. And uh, but I promise I, w- I won't go on any rants. I actually have a very, as I told you before we went on the air, I have a very logical and very balanced argument and approach to tonight's podcast. A bit.
0: And also remember, I am a doctor. I'm looking out for your health. Don't get so angry. Uh, yes,
1: well, I, I I didn't realize you were a doctor. I thought you were a pastor, but I guess
0: uh, I uh, I'm a man of many hats. I wear many hats. So many, in fact, that really, it's so wonder I have so so many that <laughs> if I have to be careful when I'm walking, otherwise I'll fall. That's how many hats I wear.
1: Oh god, you got one of those ten gallon hats and shit? Yes sir. Did you did you borrow one from JR or JBL? Uh JBL. Speaking of JBL, he was he was on uh payback. Uh I saw that. That was weird. That was I that was just a very odd backstage segment. But.
0: Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, I even said that to myself when it when it was uh, when it when that segment took place. I was like, "Wait, what's going on here? This is odd."
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, yeah, we have we have uh, plenty to dive into tonight, and uh, it should be a really good show. So, so sit back, Strap in, and uh, prepare to be entertained in a way that WWE TV doesn't do for us anymore. So.
0: Uh here we go. WWE Payback 2020. You thought it was over? Nah, we just get started. It's payback time. In the middle of the ring, the around. We start off with the kickoff show, which had one match. I know you don't watch the kickoff show. Uh,
1: no.
0: But we had Limp Morgan and Ruby Ride defeating the Iconics, which should make you happy. They gave yes. this match nine minutes and two seconds.
1: And actually, I'm actually I'm very happy because as we saw on uh, Monday Night Raw, which well hold on, don't
0: jump ahead. Okay. I know you're anxious, little grasshopper, but patience, young
1: grasshopper.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, okay, well, who's hyper this evening? Usually you accuse me of being hyper, right? <laughs> I think you're hyper this-
0: <laughs> I'm not hyper. I'm just energized. I just had a bowl of chocolate ice cream, okay? I I'm on I'm high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me.
0: Okay, so our opening match we had the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley defeating Apollo Crews by submission in nine twenty-three.
1: You know, and I actually, I actually was very, very impressed by this match. You know, um, as as you'll remember in our um, prediction show, I actually had uh, predicted Apollo Crews, mm-hmm. and I, I admit that that was wishful thinking because. You know, logically, I I I kind of see where they were going with Bobby Lashley and, and the hurt business. Um, I have a but, question for you when you're done. Yeah, but uh, t- to me, um, to me, it's just a shame that they're not uh, using Apollo Crews in the way that I, that I think he should be used. And I think I think he's getting uh, lost in the shuffle of a lot of uh, young talent and i i don't i don't think that that's the, uh, the right thing to do having said that um i will i will give wwe this you know I, I have personally been begging for uh bobby lashley to be taken more seriously since he came in he came back to the wwe and they wasted him for three years and and forced me to endure his ass flex. So I I much prefer this version of Bobby Lashley, and I was actually very impressed uh, by the match. I thought both of them did a very uh, solid job, and um, you know the thing at the ending with the with the still shot, uh, you know, the the photograph. Yep. Yeah, with the Polaroid photographs and stuff. Yep. That that was a little odd, Um, (laughs) but. But I did, I, I kind of appreciated a different approach and it kind of, you know, it kind of made me, um, made me think of like those old, uh, you know, mafia movies or something like that. So it was a little strange, but I, I appreciated the touch.
0: Now, I have a question for you now. Yeah. I read that apparently that her business is looking for more members. Who do you think uh, should join the group?
1: Cedric Alexander. I think that that's where they already going.
0: turned them down though.
1: And now I th- I think that's where they're going with it. Oh really? I think eventually eventually they're they're going to beat them down so much because you know they're trying to get something out of them. And eventually Cedric's going to be, uh, you know, if I can't beat him, you know, I'll join up with them Because, like, they have got to do something with Cedric Alexander. I mean, so the, the fact that Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and Mustafa Ali, just to, just to name three. I can't believe those um, two
0: are still around, Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. We haven't seen Ricochet in, like, forever, it seems.
1: Yeah, well, we saw him last night, but the thing is, um, you know, no, but like we
0: remember, we always used to see him like every single week.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's back when he was actually relevant. On yeah, NXT. well, that, that's you know, that, that's you know. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's like, just what what they're, what they're doing, and they're doing it to more than just these three guys, but um, you know, the way that. The young talent is being used. I am, I am extremely uh, annoyed and uh, bo- borderline extremely angry um, at what WWE is doing. Um, just from a logical perspective, I, I would really, I would really like to like to see them strap the rocket to talents such as. Um, Cedric Alexander, uh, Ricochet, um, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali is probably my favorite out of the, out of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, Alister Black's another one. You know, they're, they're, they just have so much. We said it kind of over and over again on this podcast. He's kind of like beating a dead horse. But um, <clears throat> the, but the thing for me is like this roster is, is so stacked and yet and yet they're not capitalizing on on what what they could be doing and in, in, in some, and some of the segments that were forced to endure when you know you, you could give so much young talent time to develop you know it's just ridiculous. so um, so that's a very long-winded way of saying that I'm hoping, that at least Cedric Alexander can, can get himself into a more prominent role with the Hurt Business, because I, I would like to see him in, the, in, in there, because I think that would benefit him tremendously.
0: I've really thought uh, that Apollo yeah. Crews would uh, actually join because, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Because I compared that to, remember in 1997, the Nation of Domination were feuding with Ahmed Johnson? Yes. They beat him down. They laid him out. He was off TV for weeks. He comes back, he ends up joining the Nation of Domination.
1: Yeah, and you and know I, I um, thought
0: that they were gonna do that with Apollo Crews.
1: Yeah, well and I eventually I thought they would and they and they still might because I think that I think that they could go that direction with both um with both uh, Apollo Cruz and Cedric Alexander, but uh, more imminently, I, I see it happening with uh, Cedric Alexander. So I I would be I would be thrilled to see that because Cedric Cedric Alexander is just ridiculously talented, um, and and it's just one of those situations where my where my eyes tend to roll across the desk. Uh, when I when I when I see him in the situation that he's in, so.
0: And then in the second match, we had Biggie defeating Sheamus. Now Ben. Yes. Well, what did we see here? Are we seeing
1: a serious Biggie? Well, uh, and I really hope so. I really hope so. Because he when so. he
0: went off on I forget who it was that was on commentary. He he told really, him, like, Corey to, is, yeah. yeah, he
1: told him like to
0: uh, get his name out there. That, that he means business.
1: Yeah, I really, i I really appreciated that approach with uh, Biggie because get away from all the goofiness. goofiness with and the, the comedy, pancakes and the yeah, and the gyrations yeah. and the you know we've seen that before. Um, you know, and I'm, and he was really good at it. But yeah, it was,
0: you know, just because yeah. just because um, a group has been together for as long as he has. Yeah. doesn't mean that they have to end up feuding to break this group up, but like they, look what they did with the heart foundation they when uh they first went on their run they there was no feud they just decided to split up and go on their own
1: yeah and you know i don't and i don't really see it being necessary to uh to have a uh you know contentious um you know divorce of the uh New day, so to speak, but um, you know, I just think, I just think that it's it's time for Big E to, um, you know, to sink or swim on his own, and um, and the way to do the way to do that is to get him away from all this, you know, um, comedy stuff, and 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 really let him sh- show us something different. That's what I want to see.
0: Then we had Matt Riddle defeating Baron Corbin. I'm not I'm tired of calling him King Corbin. He defeated Baron Corbin. That's it. Uh,
1: okay. Can can I just say <laughs> Um I no 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 now I, look. I promise this, this isn't a rant, but I appreciate yeah, the I appreciate, now the, look. I appreciate Go ahead. the now look. Um <clears throat> I am so disinterested and so uh just just done with with Baron Corbin yep that you know you put you put Matt Riddle in, in the ring with him Baron Corbin gets exposed it's just the the I'm not saying Baron Corbin is a horrible wrestler but just the, the comparison between the two of them
0: and then after I mean, the and then after the match, Admiral's being interviewed, Corbin uh, being attacked him from behind.
1: Well, you know, it, it's just I get it; he is the cowardly heel, you know. But it's just I am so done with Baron Corbin. It's like I don't care.
0: And here, and then here we here we go with the uh, stupid fans. Yeah, apparently someone tweeted out calling his uh, wife names or whatever.
1: Well, well, you know, and and, but and that's the other thing, because on on uh, on Raw, I don't know if you caught this, but um, Baron Corbin actually uh, casually brought up, you know, the uh, the cheating scandal, or you know the you know the 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 rape allegations that were um, that were levied against uh, Matt Riddle uh, recently as part of the speaking out movement and you know they didn't make it really obvious but you just baron corbin said something about you know him you know not taking care of business at home and something about his wife and you know i just think that that is unnecessary to uh get into Uh, yes matt riddle cheated on his wife and you know, I'm I'm kind of old school and and I, I'm not condoning that at all. But but um the but there's a there's a different there's a difference between that and and um and victimizing somebody via, you know, the R word. Um so so I uh, that's one of those situations where I kinda lose a little bit of respect for WWE because I don't think that they should be doing stuff like that, and I don't. And it's kind of like the same, the same thing that I mentioned with the Jeff Hardy thing. Now, now I'm not naive enough to to say that Jeff Hardy and, and Matt Riddle didn't approve those things uh, a- ahead of time, um, but. But just because they approve of them doesn't mean you have to do it. I just think it's a low blow. I just think it's a low blow, and you know, you you already brought Austin Theory back, and I'm I'm not saying I'm not. And look, I I'm a very much an innocent until proven guilty per- kind of mentality, but um, you know, they got they got to be uh, very careful here with with. Uh, mentioning the uh, speaking out movement in, in that regard. So I, I did notice several fans uh, ripping them and ripping WWE a new ass for that. And um, I, I can't say that that's entirely unwarranted. You know, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not a heavy Twitter user. I don't talk shit with my fingers. Um, but it's, it, they have to be very, very careful. Then
0: we had the women's tag team championships, the odd pairing of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating the golden role models, Bailey and Sasha Banks, and then I think Friday we're gonna get the split. I think it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, it's definitely coming. It's definitely coming up fast. You know, um I will I will say this. I um I think that was the best match I've ever seen out of Nia Jax, and I really, um, I really enjoyed the ending and, and the way, um, the way that uh, Shayna Baszler was able to uh, submit both Bailey and Sasha. Um, I don't like
0: I don't like Nia Jax's hair. Get rid of those pink braids and whatever she wears. I don't. I don't know.
1: Just, uh, no. It, well, and that's just one of many things that I don't like about <laughs> Nia Jax. But the, the thing, the thing is, um, she looks like a, like a twelve-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's true. Um, it, it's just I'm not interested in Nia Jax, and I think I think putting her with Shayna Baszler is a mistake.
0: That's a weird pairing, jeez.
1: I don't know. I mean, I know, I know they're going for the odd couple and all that other stuff. I mean, it, like you said- This I'm, is really odd. <laughs> like you said last week, I mean, they did the same kind of thing with Seamus and Cesaro, but yeah, I just, but for some For some reason that worked. <laughs> Yeah, but but I I don't I don't see Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler oh. losing long term, oh. especially after that promo that um, Nia Jax cut on Shayna, uh, well, where she said, "Oh yeah, we're the champions. Shayna's just
0: holding my other team down for me."
1: Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> oh, oh my bro. god, you know, Anything that gets mm-hmm. Nia Jax off my television faster, I'm cool with that. Can we just can we just have? Um, Shayna Baszler uh, you know, by herself and maybe bring Asuka in oh, oh, and by the way I have a theory, can we get Shayna, B- or not, can we get Bianca Belair in something meaningful please? Yeah you know, I, I, just, I agree,
0: but see, I like that Asuka and Shayna Baszler, I like that
1: Yeah, but then but then they switched to Taniya Jackson and Shayna Baszler I just which don't, is just I just I
0: don't I... understand
1: I I really don't get it either, but you know, so that was that was a, a pairing is a swing and a miss. But having said that, I was very um, I was very um, happy with the ending because it, it made Sheena Baszler look the best that she's looked since Elimination Chamber. So I'm I'm hoping that's a sign of positive things to come for her because I'm a I'm a huge uh, Sheena Baszler supporter. So
0: next we had Keith Lee defeating Randy Orton. I was surprised because uh, we both thought Drew McIntyre would somehow get involved in this match. Uh,
1: yes, and um, and look, so this is this is what's gonna drive me absolutely insane. So I'm am just telling you ahead of time. I've been PNC I've
0: been, exclusive.
1: I have been stewing on this scenario, f- just since last week. So we have this situation with Keith Lee and Randy Orton. Okay, on, on the surface, I do I do like the pairing of Keith Lee and, and Randy Orton. But the but the second the second Keith Lee comes out uh, on for his, his debut on Raw. And I'm I'm getting into into the payback thing. Let me just set this up.
0: Greetings and salutations.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and it's like you know, okay, whatever. But, I, but hold on. Do you know where you know where that comes from? Um it's
0: escaping my
1: mind right now, but i am
0: Okay, there is a movie called Heathers from nineteen eighty-eight with Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Christian Slater sitting in a restaurant. Winona Ryder and her friends walk up to the table, he turns, he sees them approaching him, and he says, Greetings and salutation.
1: Oh so what and what's the movie called again? Heathers. Okay. Um I'll have to like that up, that's funny. Um <clears throat> But uh, oh god, you played with my name thing again. What does that say? <laughs> Ben's um, going
0: slightly mad because you said you're gonna go slightly insane,
1: yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> so okay, let me, let me just take this back to, to uh, Keith Lee's debut on Raw. Okay, so so they bring him out, and I'm immediately pissed off because they changed his entrance music. Yep. Uh, they I'm changed not, not,
0: apparently he said he was okay with all of it
1: well, well but be that as it may and like I said I'm sure he approved it but be that as it may it's just it's it's freaking terrible and, and it, it it strips away part of uh, you know Keith Lee's uh, uh, Keith Lee's uh, magnetism with the fans I think mm-hmm. um so that, that kind of pissed me off. Um, and then, oh, Christ. This <laughs> my name back again. <laughs> anyway, here, 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 I,
0: here I am, try,
1: here I am oh, trying go to, on. I just
0: put greetings and salutations.
1: Go on. But anyway, um, here I am trying to be a serious podcaster, and you're fucking with the controls in the control room. So anyway- <laughs> but, at, but anyway, um, where oh, where was I? So not only not only did they they change his entrances, they would which they changed again on on, on Raw uh, last night and, and payback. Um, but they also changed his outfit. They had him wearing what looks like a what like a dress and a fucking athletic shirt. Um, what the fuck was that? But that not that notwithstanding, okay. Once once you get in the in the ring and you start thinking about booking, you're like, okay, this is a potentially cool pairing between Keith Lee and Randy Orton. And I was very very happy uh, slash surprised that Keith Lee actually uh, got got the victory. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I think that that's a very good start for Keith Lee on the main roster. Um, here's where I have a little bit of a con- concern because it's like I, it's like I said um, in previous weeks. when you when you put um, Keith Lee and Randy Orton together as a pairing uh, you know, op- opponents, um, you're kind of, in my opinion, Putting yourself in a no-win situation because Keith Lee is not gonna logically he can't lose his his um you know kind 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 of pay-per-view debut he was on Survivor Series but this was this was like his 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 coming-out party on on pay-per-view so logically you're not gonna have Keith Lee lose that thing. But then again, you're probably not—you probably shouldn't have Randy Orton lose um, against Keith Lee because he already lost—he um, already lost to Drew McIntyre at Summerslam, and then you have him lose again at uh, Payback, and so. This is this is the guy that you're you're setting up as a championship contender, but yet he loses um, two straight um, pay-per-view matches. So that that really doesn't make sense to me. And then and then you and then the other issue with the match is it only goes seven minutes long, and I'm thinking to myself what um yeah i i felt like my pug doing their head tilt like what the hell is this it's
0: actually a little shorter they i I have 638
1: written here um for that match well that's even worse yeah um but um but you know so there are there are aspects to this that i like but yet i think you're you're making I think you're making Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre look really stupid, and I'm and I'm gonna dive into that dive into that even more once we get into our raw review. So I was very happy for Keith Lee, but there were some there were some question marks uh, there with with that. So. Um, and in
0: our second and last match, we had Dominic, Dominic and Ray Mysterio defeating Murphy and Seth Rollins. They gave these guys 15 minutes and 57 seconds.
1: Poor Ray, this, this poor guy cannot catch a, you know, a, a decent break to save his life. Apparently, he believes he
0: can uh, wrestle until he's 50.
1: Not with the injuries that he has, you know, I, 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 I swear to Christ. Um, you know, I was I, I was I was impressed as hell with that match. I really was. That was some of the smoothest stuff I, re, I remember uh, Rey Mysterio doing in a long time. Uh, and 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 shout out to Dom because he he has done a, a fantastic job so far. I I really I really like what I'm seeing from that kid, and I'm I'm not just. I'm not just kissing ass because I'm a, I'm a Rey Mysterio fan. Like I'm, I'm legitimately impressed by Dominic Mysterio. Um, the the issue there is that it was um it was reported um on uh, during Monday Night Raw that um Rey had suffered a legitimate uh, injury. He tore he tore his uh, tricep. Yep. Uh, during during that match which is the same injury that Edge suffered at payback at um, at uh, backlash I almost said payback I really really have payback on the brain here um, but uh, the same injury that Edge suffered at backlash um, so he's going to be out for a very long time and that's just very unfortunate um in, in regards to timing uh and um but in, in terms of the match, I was, I was so happy. And I think, I think that that was, that was the right call to make, uh, creatively. And from an in-ring perspective, I, I was very happy, um, with what we were given. So, you know, uh, Payback continues to, uh, climb up the excitement meters, uh, same as the roller coaster euphemism I, I made. So, so far so good. And, um, you know, for a, for a pay-per-view that I came that I came in having zero expectations for um, this 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 is really starting off on the right foot.
0: And in the main event, a new Roman Reigns, accompanied by Paul Heyman, defeating Braun Strowman and The Fiend in a triple threat match to regain the Universal <sighs> Championship that he never lost.
1: Okay, now. I am go I am going to try to be fair okay. about this. All right. Um, but I'm just warning you, I, I might go off because I smell bullshit. And when I smell bullshit, um particularly, particularly as it as it relates to insulting the fans intelligence, uh, as I'm sitting here watching this, I I int- I Typically, get very pissed off, and I, I might just do that right now. Um. So the the match the match in and of itself was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh lord. <laughs> uh. What what does that say? Ben's bullshit. What?
0: Detector is locked and loaded.
1: Okay. Very good. Yeah. You you get you get cut off after after like th- three words or something. But anyway, um so the so magic stuff
0: was terrible you said.
1: Right. So I mean I, I get what they're doing with um, with Roman and like like I said, um, I am I am very enthused by by the prospect of turning Roman heel I I have been begging I have been begging and pleading for a change up in Roman's character and I could not be more th- thrilled that he is a heel. Um so I don't, I don't want to be I don't want to be unfair or slanted in, in that regard because I, I, I want to make it clear that I am very happy about that. Uh, what what I'm not happy about is you made Roman Reigns, you made Paul Heyman, you made The Fiend, and you you made Braun Strowman, you made all those guys look like complete and utter morons slash irrelevant slash, you know, you made the fans look like complete third-grade jackasses. Um, Because... Last I checked, when when a competitor doesn't show up for a match he is advertised for, mm. let, alone, let alone hasn't signed the contract to be involved in the match before the, the bell rings, uh, logic would dictate by WWE's own rule book <laughs> that. His he is no longer eligible to compete in that match, uh, and I, I don't think I'm reaching with with that logic. So that pisses me off, and uh, and I get it, people. It's a heel move, blah blah blah. I don't want to hear jack shit. I have already cl- I have already said on numerous occasions that I have supported roman reigns uh you know uh, as the man behind the character i you know i love the fact that he's heel. this makes the fans look completely fucking stupid what the fuck is going on here and on top on top of that i actually i actually posted on twitter I don't even have to look, so I I remember what I I said. I said, this is a logical calamity of a clusterfuck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is just absolutely ridiculous. Ben's vocabulary. uh, Well, I'm a a trained sports writer, so I kind of know how to... How to put words together. That's why. That's why I had a blog <laughs> oh, for a I like long that. time. That's cool. Um, yeah, maybe that should be the title: Logical Calamity of a Clusterfuck. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, that could be arranged. Very good. I know I can. I'm. I'm friends with the producer. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, Anyway. anyway so that, that annoys me, and then on top of that, um, you know, you, I don't want to hear another GD Mother Lemon thing about The Fiend. I really don't. The report is that he, he's, he's going to be uh, turned into SmackDown's top babyface, face. Oh, now, I, 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 I have
0: a question. Where is yeah. this, where does the whole thing leave Alexa bliss now?
1: <laughs> well, apparently she's romantically interested in the fiend. But, she, um, but but if the fiend's gonna be a face, is she still gonna be a face or is she gonna be a heel? Um, well, apparently they're gonna use they're gonna use Alexa Bliss as the fiend's mouthpiece. Uh, to me, the Fiend doesn't need a mouthpiece because it completely um, it completely undermines the basis of his character. But that's just me. Um, so that's one problem. Uh, number two, um, you have completely buried the Fiend to the point where I no longer care. Um... As, as as I reminded everybody last week, and I don't want to do this again, but I feel compelled that it's necessary, given the situation. Um, you buried him at Hell in a Cell uh, in October. Uh, that would have been, like, the perfect coronation for uh, The Fiend as WWE champion. That's all you had to do. The rest of that pay-per-view could have sucked, and all you had to do was that one bucking decision. And actually, it was really unfair because the rest of that pay-per-view was actually pretty good, and nobody remembers shit because that creative decision was so fucked up. Uh, uh, number two, you you screwed him in uh, in Saudi Arabia against Bill fucking Goldberg, oh. um, which I, I can't stand it. I that continues to boggle my mind to, to a degree that I just can't explain to you, and then and then you do this you you put the cherry on top of the on top of the fucking uh, disease the creative tree um, by having him lose. The WWE Championship, which he just won seven days before. Right. Come on. So, that, that's ridiculous. So you're making the fiend a transitional champion and you're making him look weak as fuck. Now, I have I've heard other podcasts make this exact same argument and I I don't wanna like feel like I'm copying, but it's just based off of logic. Now, if you're going to... If this was the plan that you were going to put the title on Roman, which everybody knew that was going to happen the second Roman came back. Everybody knew that. Because this was the plan uh, before he exited stage right at, at WrestleMania 36 before, you know, pulling out of his match. Um, so... So, I mean, you're just, you're making The Fiend look incredibly stupid. You know, and if, if this was the plan, then keep the title on Braun at um, SummerSlam and have have The Fiend beat him at payback. That's all you got to do. What's, I mean, what's so hard about that? You know, I... Hello? Yep. Um, dumpster fire dipshits. Um, am I missing something here? Um, so that really pissed me off. And, um, as much as as I respect, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, and I think he's fantastic, um, I just, I'm not interested in The Fiend anymore, and that really pisses me off to say, because, in terms of character creation, that was the coolest character that WWE has come up with since The Undertaker, in my opinion. And, I mean, I was, I was super invested in The Fiend, and I wanted to see him take over the fucking world of professional wrestling, and the fact that they have dropped the ball to this just disgusting degree is nauseating to me. I, you know, I just, I don't get it. Um, so so immediately that puts a damper on the entire payback um, pay-per-view, which by and large was pretty good. Um, but just because of that decision, I would have to give the pay-per-view a five. Can you? Just because of that one decision, what do you think?
0: I'm gonna have to agree because um, everything, uh, from what I'm reading and what I was reading, everything would look good except uh, I don't know, that uh, they pinned the right guy though. They pinned Braun Strowman, but still, that doesn't do anything for the, the, the fiend now.
1: That's exactly. It. exactly. You know, I just, I don't get it, but anyway. All right, so when we move on to Monday Night Raw. Yes. So cue the uh, legendary music, not so much. And we will get into our Raw review.
0: With and apparently tonight so we're gonna have three matches with the winner being entered into uh, the championship match the next. Picture. Okay,
1: and and um and pl- please continue because I'm go- I'm going to interject once you get through this opening segment because I'm just I'm just gonna go off on rant number two. Wait,
0: okay. <laughs> so Randy Orton comes out, he cuts his uh, promo and. Uh, once again, we're interrupted by Keith Lee, and then out of nowhere, Dolph Ziggler attacks Lee, and that leads into our opening oh match of God. Keith Lee defeating Dolph Ziggler. So he advances.
1: Okay, okay, and you you did a fantastic job analyzing that. You did a fantastic job reporting that. Nice and concise. Really appreciate it. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, the man that is always piercing barriers has to pierce the veil of absolutely logistical bullshit Uh-oh. that is WWE. So let me let me explain this to, to you people in case this escaped your attention. Um. So, Rand, Randy Orton was already promised a a championship rematch. Yeah. It's about to get real. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, because Randy Orton was already promised a championship rematch by mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre yep. uh, after SummerSlam. Immediately after SummerSlam, the next night on Raw, uh, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew McIntyre made himself look like an idiot by doing that. So, automatically you put your WWE champion behind the eight ball again.
0: I'm sorry. I have a question. First, um, this is just my own uh, curiosity, you know, because I I don't really pay attention to the whole Thunderdome thing when I'm watching the show. But did we see any weird things going on last
1: night on the Thunderdome? Apparently, I mean, I didn't see it, but apparently there was another uh, KKK sighting. Jesus,
0: what the fuck. Okay. Go on. Okay.
1: So, so then, um, despite the fact that he has a guaranteed uh, WWE title match, Randy Orton is still competing in these quali- in his qualifying match, and he and he will again compete uh, against. Uh, against two other guys in a triple threat match in the main event uh, for an opportunity he was already given by Drew McIntyre. Um, excuse me, uh, create, that is a creative crater that you just completely just dove into head first. Um, you know, it's just what the hell? <laughs> why, why is that necessary? Now, um have, Having said that, I, be, I believe that they have arrived at the correct destination. I, I, want, I want to be fair about that. Having said that, this entire episode of Monday Night Raw was rendered pointless by the outcome, Because Randy Orton was already guaranteed a title opportunity by uh, Drew Mm McIntyre, and okay, so that is that's just one element of of the creative uh, decision making on Monday Night Raw. This now the second bit that I would like to uh, to. Bring to your attention, uh, and we're still in—we're still in the same match, believe, believe it or not. Um, because what the hell is Dolph Ziggler doing, having an opportunity to uh, qualify for the WWE Championship? Uh, he lost to uh, to Drew McIntyre. We but, haven't seen we haven't seen him since Extreme Rules.
0: Uh, well, am I, well, am I mistaken or was there something about if uh, Dolph
1: lost, uh,
0: or he doesn't get a match? Or am I mistaken?
1: I think you're I think you're mistaken. But okay, I mean, no, I
0: thought I, I I must say I must have like confused with another match.
1: But having said that, the fact that that Dolph Ziggler is involved with Keith Lee is just. It's it's mind-numbingly stupid. It's weird. Um, speaking of mind-numbingly stupid, um, you know, I, I mentioned I mentioned Dom Mysterio ear- earlier in the uh, review. Um, what in the blithering blue fuck is Dominic Mysterio doing in the WWE Championship picture?
0: Apparently, he was uh, replacing Rey Mysterio. What? Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, um, I agree
1: with you. It's, just, it's just stupid. What, what, what? Okay, so, so the dad got injured. And, and it was very sad. And, and like I said, I'm a Rey Mysterio fan. But they made him lose. He missed first loss
0: in the company. He just started.
1: But it's just, you know, it's just like what in the hell? You put you put him back in the ring again with Seth Rollins, which I guess storyline wise makes sense, but not not for a fucking WWE championship opportunity. <laughs> the guy has been under WWE contract for a week now you know and and in, including his match last night he's had four total matches and and one of which he wasn't even under contract for so hold on does this mean he's 4 and 1 well on his run as a current superstar he's only won one match i mean it, you know it's just it's absurd you know and and look look i'm i'm all for uh, you know, Dom having a successful career. Uh, but he, uh, but he, what, the hell, what the hell? This is just insulting to the nth degree to the fans' intelligence. What in the fuck are you doing? How does that help Dom Mysterio? And how does that help the credibility of the WWE Championship? What the fuck are you doing? Did I say what the fuck enough? Yep. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to... Uh, actually,
0: actually, when I go back to
1: listen to this, edit this, I'm going to drink
0: every time you say what the fuck.
1: Well, well, so far you're not too drunk, because I've actually done a pretty good job of moderate, <laughs> moderating myself during this podcast, but that's just ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So in the second match,
0: this is disgusting. And I really hate what they did to this one. Mickie James defeating Lana. They gave this match two minutes and 34 seconds. Why was this match even
1: necessary?
0: Uh, you know, I really hate Mickie James's return here because they just made it look so bad.
1: Well, well and to be honest with you, I, th- I think that's directly correlated to Bruce Prichard getting, getting his feelings hurt by uh, Nick Aldis. Bruce Prichard, you're such an idiot. Well, you you said it, not me, but I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the biggest Bruce
0: Prichard fan. Even this old Brother love gimmick was getting stale by the 90s.
1: PNC exclusive, we don't like Bruce Prichard. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Next, we have Randy Orton defeating Kevin Owens in 16 seconds.
1: And a way, and way, way to make Kevin Owens look like a jackass. What the hell? Oh my god. We and, Sorry, uh, well, and, and, and just one, one sentence further. Why does Randy Orton need the help of Alistair Black? <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh, okay, moving on.
0: And we had Cedric Alexander defeating, uh, teaming up with the Viking Raiders to defeat the Hurt Business. Lashley, MVP, and Shelton. And why am I still watching MVP on my screen? In you know, a well, rain.
1: Well, there's that. And the second point, um, the tag team division, just, why is that even on my television screen? Ah, what the fuck? Okay, um,
0: here's something that really hurts my heart. The Riot Squad, Lynn Morgan and Ruby Wright, defeating Billy Kate and Peyton Royce. Apparently, the losing team
1: must split. And that was my soul-saving grace of this episode of Monday Night Raw. The fucking Iconics are dead. Oh, my God.
0: Don't you have letters to mail out?
1: Yes, I have. I have party invitations to mail because of, because I'm hosting a bash. Because oh. the fucking get out dead. Of Yes. Get no. out. I'm very upset by this. I absolutely love it. Uh, like I'm sure they're lovely individuals. Like like I said, Peyton Royce seems like a very cool person. As a professional wrestler, both these ladies suck.
0: No, they do it. Get out of here. Listen. <laughs> you know what?
1: And now I give the floor to my lovely Canadian co-host, who is... Hey, actually,
0: um, the, apparently they, they want to push Peyton. They want to give Peyton Royce a big
1: Oh, well, I'd rather have her get a push than Billy Kay. Billy Kay can't wrestle her way out of a paper bag. But <laughs> well, he, uh, uh, um,
0: tell me, uh, when the, after the match, when they're crying, that was, reading it. that was, uh, that was real. and Roy said that was real because they've been, they've been together since, like, school.
1: Well, just cry me a river on your way back to the unemployment line. Oh, ride. shut up! Go, go,
0: go to the mail.
1: You, man. I couldn't give to could shits. I am so happy that the. We'll deliver gray
0: whites and letters. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Next, we had. Um, the match we uh, briefly brought up uh, earlier, Seth Rollins defeating Dominic Mysterio in ten minutes. This was exactly ten minutes long.
1: Well, uh, that was that was a no shit scenario. I mean, you know, no, nobody's gonna believe that 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 Seth Rollins is gonna lose to Dominic Mysterio in a straight up one on one match.
0: And now we are now going to go into Raw Underground. Our first match, Titus O'Neil defeating Rich Wise in the spotlight. Rich Wise. This is his first match in WWE. He's not worked anywhere prior to joining the company.
1: Well, hello and goodbye, Mr. Wise. Then we have
0: Titus O'Neil defeating...
1: I think that's how you say it. Uh, can I just say, yes, sir? Um, you know, and, and that's the be anticlimactic because we try to be professional with these things. Um, but I don't give a fuck about Raw Underground. It is so irrelevant, it is so counterintuitive to the product. And oh my God, it is. Let me explain something to the to the to the listeners, and and we we damn sure appreciate your patronage on a on a very oddly placed edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Um, but to me, raw underground is damn near as useless as the twenty four seven championship. Yeah, but I don't like raw underground. I I don't understand why they're doing it because you know as and and go back to previous episodes and you will hear extended rants regarding raw underground but it to me once again it is an insult to the entire product and um you know i would like to um fast forward to the main event of raw underground real quick um, when when Reddick Moss was taking on uh, Titus O'Neil, he, he eventually uh, got the win. But um, those punches he was throwing, holy shit. The, the AEW's women's division could throw better punches than that. I mean, it was so obvious that it was fake. You know, and the, the punches weren't landing, no damage was being done, nothing. You know, and it's just like, you expect me to believe that this is a real shoot fight if we're following the logic of suspension of disbelief, and yet, and yet, Riddick Moss can't lay him, in, lay him in properly? I mean, good God, this is just
0: terrible. I you know good uh, call. This this guy was in Evolve and ROH prior to WWE, uh, so at least he has something. Yeah, and then we okay. had yes, Riddick Moss defeating Taylor Soneal. Then we had the twenty four seven title changing hands yet again. Our Truth defeating Akira Tozawa. How many times is that for Truth?
1: I uh, I don't know and I don't <laughs> care. I, then, uh, then we had a, just, then we uh, had a,
0: ma- a, a tag team match, a tornado tag team match that I just don't care about anymore. Entrada and Angel Garza defeating Angelo Dawkins uh, and
1: Montez Ford. I don't care. This Bachelorette storyline needs to die. The oh, Reds that's stupid. It's terrible. The I don't Retribution storyline. Uh, oh God.
0: Why is she there? This one. I
1: I don't know. I. Your guess is as good as mine, Pastor Canella, because I, I, I would, I would really like an answer from the wrestling gods as to why I am being subjected to this. And and even if you take, let's take Danny Burnett out of out of the scenario for a minute, okay? Is that her name? Yes. I see how so much I care. <laughs> uh, un, un, unfortunately, as a, as a as a wrestling podcaster, I kind of taken upon myself to try to know these things. N- not that I give a fuck. Um, but, um, but here's the thing. So you have you pretty much have three teams on the WWE Raw tag team, uh, roster. You have, the three, you have the Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, and Angel Garza, and Andrade. Mm-hmm. We have seen Angel Garza and Andrade versus versus the Street Profits again and 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 again for fucking four months straight now. Can we? You
0: want to say that word again?
1: It's just, it's just. Why, why is this relevant now? Why would I? Why would anyone in the fan base care about this pairing again? It, it it's, it's been so overdone. It's ridiculous. It's it's more repetitive than Jerry Lawler's commentary dur- during a bra and panties match. I mean. <laughs> Good yeah. yeah. God,
0: <laughs> okay, back to our underground. We feed this time we get to see Jasmine Duke defeating Avery Taylor. What I have on Avery Taylor, she was also part of Evolve as well as in Shine.
1: Well, good for her, she got her ass whooped.
0: And then Marina Spear defeating Jamie Jameson. And Jamie Jameson was in. She was also in Shine, but she was in TNA as well.
1: And she, she had, uh, had
0: one match losing to Marty Bell in uh, 2016 at the one of the one night only uh, specials.
1: Oh, oh joy. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, Marina Shafir kicked everybody's ass in a skirt. Yeah.
0: And then uh in uh, the last match of round for this edition of Raw, we had Benjamin defeating Apollo Cruz.
1: I don't care. <laughs> and in, in the in
0: the main event, in the main event, Andy uh, Orton defeating Keith Lee and Seth Rollins. We to, know to move we on, know. to move on to Clash of the Champions to get a championship
1: <laughs> match, which he already earned. As we've said, this entire yep. episode of Monday Night oh Raw was rendered <laughs> pointless by this decision. Lady, lady this, this show. Oh shit! <laughs> I, it's just, it's just I didn't, absolutely I didn't, I didn't change ridiculous.
0: Oh my god! This, this show. I, I recorded this because I just wanted to see the, the like, uh, fallout from
1: Payback, but. Uh, <laughs> This show sucked. This show is a, you know, I, I try. I, I feel. I feel. I feel like I deliver this sermon every week on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, contrary to what you might believe, because uh, because of my presentation on this show. Uh, I am not an asshole, uh, nor, nor am I anti-WWE uh, Can you exclusive. <laughs> there, is no, there is nothing in this world that I want more than WWE to succeed and have the wrestling business experience a boom once again. I have adored this industry since I was three years old. I am now 32. I, I can't help but notice the lack of care, the lack of logic, um, the lack of progression uh, in this product um, for a very, very long time. Uh, in, in, my, in, in my opinion, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, WWE has gotten uh, increasingly worse since, I would say, 2008. And that, and that, uh, that, co- yeah. To, to it started me, uh, in 2008. No, 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 no. This is when it started getting bad. Yeah, in
0: 2008 is when it started getting bad.
1: Yeah. Why,
0: why, How? Randy Orton? What about two thousand nine? Randy Orton, that feud he had with Triple H and stuff.
1: Well, some of it was was decent, but but once once they once they started going down this PG thing because oh, yeah, of okay. uh, yeah, yeah, because of um, you know Linda McMahon's political aspirations, um, it, it really started to suffer, and and but it has just peaked from 2017 to today, to a level that I I cannot believe that wrestling has sunk this low. And that it hurts me profoundly that I have to be on this show talking uh, logically and, and dismissively about WWE and you know, I get legitimately angry because I care about about the product, and I I feel like when when somebody insults our intelligence over and over and over again and expects us to bend over and take it, I have a problem with that. And I also I also have a problem uh, with um with social media and the suit and the superstars who go online and say that all we do is complain, you know, we're not patient, we're not, you know, we're not this, we're not that, we're not in the rain. We don't have rights to complain. Shut up and watch it. Um, excuse me, um um let me let me just clue you in here. Um, th- this is not me complaining. This is me stating what I'm seeing, and if me wanting a better uh, presentation for the for the sake of the future of professional wrestling, um, then yeah, color me a complainer, and I will happily w- wear that title um, because you're such a
0: complainer.
1: Because, the, because we, we have just reached a level where it is, it is sad um, to watch WWE. My parents, who have, who have never uh, been wrestling fans, mm-hmm. and have never actually sat down and watched a show with me, they are aware more and more of my disdain towards uh vince mcmahon and the, his creative process i have i don't know do, Vince. Do, do they ever
0: do they ever ask you ben, what's wrong yeah
1: they're, 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 they're like how was re- how was wrestling last night because they know i take it extra seriously now since we do this show and i'm like it, it was terrible i you know i don't i don't understand this and, and everybody knows at this point that you know that vince is the you know the ultimate creative cog um and you know and i have to and i have to say that i am not impressed sir um and and that really irritates me that the attitude is well if you don't like it fuck you and don't watch um and that pisses me off because i you know you and I have both been, you know, loyal wrestling fans for a long time. And if, if us and other people um, offering constructive criticism uh, paints us in a bad light, then I don't really give a fuck. But, it's just, you know, it bothers me. So, it, you know, I guess that's my rant for the day. And uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us. On a very special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And uh, don't forget, we'll be back on Friday. Hold on before we close. I'm going to throw
0: a bit of trivia out there for you.
1: Okay.
0: I was looking up the, I was looking up the his, pay-per-views for the, the same history. Yeah. Do you know what event took place on this day in 2018?
1: yes it was all in and, the, we,
0: and we covered that event on episode number one of pnc progression wrestling podcast
1: yeah absolutely so and uh and it's it's interesting because um because that like you said that was episode number one t- which took place on uh september 7th of 2018 was our very first episode and um and friday's episode will serve as our two-year anniversary um show uh, because i will not be here on saturday so we are going to uh record our two-year anniversary special on uh on friday night giving you all of the news and predictions Going in to all out, and unfortunately, we do have to cover SmackDown as well. Uh, and because, AEW. Well, yeah, Dynamite too. Um, you know, but it largely is going to be AEW focused and I cannot wait because it's kind of it's kind of like taking this uh, podcast full circle. So and I, a and cool I, show. And
0: I'm looking forward to our historical. Uh, pay-per-view uh, for Friday because we are going back to King of the Ring 1987.
1: Yes, yeah, so I wasn't which, which was won was won alive.
0: Which was won by Randy Savage. He was the third <clears throat> third King of the Ring in WWE history.
1: Very good. because oh, of yeah. the
0: King of the Ring 85 was Don Morocco, 86 was Harley Race, 87 was Randy Savage.
1: Yeah, and uh, I did not uh, know that, but I know that now. And um, I certainly appreciate that, and I look forward to more uh, lessons in history on the next episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we hope you had a good time. We'll right. see you next week. All right.
0: For my co-host, Ben, I'm Elio. Ben, saying we will talk to you on next week. Ben, Take back to the fans.
1: I just did, didn't I? Uh, say it again. They
0: probably didn't hear you. Some probably aren't even listening right now. They'll probably hear this <laughs> later on. See you later, <laughs> you. See you later, boys and girls. <laughs> all right. So we'll just talk to you all next week.
1: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. <laughs> and buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Taking your breath, stealing your mind. And all that was real is left behind. Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you. It's only this moment, don't care what comes after. Your fever dream, can't you see? Getting closer. Just surrender, cause you feel
0: the feeling taking over